I've just made a deal that'll keep the Empire out of here forever. We would be honored if you would join us. What do you get when you have a father and a son talking about a father and a son fighting? You get a fight scene. Welcome to the second episode of Fight Scene, the toughest movie podcast on the planet. I am Jay Busby. I'm Logan Busby. And today we are digging deep into one of the great fight scenes of all time, Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back. Let's get ready for family drama! Star Wars nerds like yourself and me. Thank you. Pretty I, much I'm universally, proud to have that title. There you go. Universally acknowledge Empire as the best of the bunch. When you're talking about what the best Star Wars movie is, everyone says, well, I like Empire first, and then it's on downward from yeah, there. Even, even you know, the people who hate the sequels, love the prequels, hate the prequels, love the sequels, everybody knows that it's Empire. Empire That's my question. One. Okay, it's got romance. I love you. I know. It's got that great set piece battle on Hoth to start things off with. It's got high stakes. It ends on a really dark note. It's got Lando Calrissian in his cape. Do you agree... Logan, that it is the best Star Wars movie of them all. Easily. It is my favorite Star Wars movie. And I think one of the reasons it's the best is just because everything that Star Wars did, it was all really good. Star Wars A New Hope. Everything that A New Hope did is all really good. It all sets the level. But then everything Empire does, it elevates it. The Empire, they're more, fo- they're more foreboding presence. Meanwhile, the first one, they don't do too much. I mean, it's just a bunch of stormtroopers. You get this weird frog version of Palpatine in a hologram. You know, Vader just kind of stands there for a while. And this one, they are a threat. You get more additions to the world. You get Cloud City. You get Hoth. You know, you see some actual on-the-ground battling as opposed to just, you know, the big, big space fights. You know, people on the planets fighting. And then we get, you know, we get weird things. We get Wampas. We get Tauntauns. We see more alien life. Uh, Boba Fett, you know, bounty hunters. That's a whole new level added uh, that wasn't in the first one as much. And so... It really takes all the best parts of A New Hope and escalates them and adds in all these new and different The best layers. parts of what? A New Hope. Sorry, what now? Star Wars. That's right. That's exactly We grew right. up in two different generations, We man. We reject that the title of that movie is A New Hope. It is always forever Star Wars. Anyway, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, released on May 21st, 1980. There have been 11 Star Wars movies, Logan. I know you can name them all, but here's what I want you to guess. Where does Empire rank all time in terms of box office, of all of the 11 Star Wars movies? Well, I know it's not number one. Uh, I believe number one is Force Awakens. Maybe. Yeah, you don't need to go through all okay. of them. Just, just give no. me a guess. See, one thing is, I know, because I've looked into it, it wasn't the greatest received by critics initially, so that makes me think it's not going to have as high box office initially, making me think around fourth or fifth place. Wrong. Ninth. Oh, my Ninth God. out of 11. Guess what the, the two below it were. Uh, I know one is Solo, which That's makes correct. me sad because I love that movie dearly. Yeah, we'll talk about that one in a future installment. And I'm going to say the other one is... Oh, that's a hard one. I want to say Return of the Jedi. That is correct. Okay. Return of the Jedi, yes. Empire Strikes Back ranks 184th all-time, right between, I will not ask you to guess this, Ted an American Sniper. I would not have been able to guess either of those. The only no. thing I know American Sniper from is the fact that they use that fake baby. That's the only <laughs> thing I know about that movie. And it, yes, and it stars uh, Rocket. Anyway, ah. let's focus specifically on the fight scene because that's what we're here for. We're not here to talk about the love scene, no, no matter how good it is, with Han Solo <laughs> brushing off Princess Leia with an I know. I know. Brilliant, so brilliant improvisation. But th- we're not here for that. We're here for the battle between 
Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. Now, it's presented as one of the great battles in film history. And if you lay, overlay uh, Greek mythology, Freudian psychology, it is pretty amazing. It breaks down into kind of a three-act arc. You've got first up there in the, car, the carbon freezing room, second there in the hallway, and then third, they're blown out onto the catwalk. However, I want to lay this out to you, Logan, before we dig in. This is not as good a fight as everyone wants to believe it is. Now, let's be honest. Here's my reasons. Number one, I, I need to hear some reasoning on this. Number one, Luke is a minor league ball player called up to the majors way too early. He is <laughs> way out of his element. Well, that's that's one of the best parts about it, though. He's he's not supposed to be in his element. He's the underdog. Yeah, but he sucks. He just He's getting <laughs> his ass kicked, okay? He's not whining, at least. Number two, Darth Vader. Darth Vader acts like he looks scary, but look, when you boil it down, this guy is a middle manager who keeps screwing up. And he keeps killing his employees. He is a bumbling Michael Scott. That's what I'm going to say he is. Yeah, but it, you have to add on to the lever. It's like if Michael Scott would murder, you know, somebody would murder Pam for copying the wrong thing. I mean, that would make the office a lot. It's a lot more threatening. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Michael Scott murderer with a lightsaber. I would like to see that one. Yeah, you got to. That's another element. You know, sure. He's middle management, basically. But also, he has he's middle management with a laser sword that could cut anybody in half. Who's going to last the longest in a in an office cage fight? No, um, no it's got to be Jim's. Got to be Jimmy. Can't be the Tom Clancy Jim. Who's going to be the Who's going to be the last one standing? Oh, like the Office? Because I was going to say the dudes from Office Space. No, no, no. The Office. The Office themselves. Um, well, I feel like the easy answer is Dwight because he's like he's got that farm. He's Dwight's hunting. a chump. Dwight's a chump. <laughs> I think, I think Dwight's a chump. Oh, um, Andy. I feel like he could go for a Andy while. Andy could go for a while. Because there was that time when he like freaked out and like punched the wall and stuff. I feel like he could he could like hulk out. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's either Creed because he's he's got some. Oh, kind he's of definitely secret. killed a man. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. He's got some he's got some man jerky in his <laughs> hanging up to dry in, <laughs> some his, men. in his yeah in his garage, or uh, maybe maybe Toby. But I'm gonna go with Creed. Well, isn't Toby the Scranton Strangler? Oh, that's true. So Ooh, that's I think that that's definitely b- bumps his chances up. Anyway, oh, we'll do office fight scene in <laughs> we'll a future installment. <laughs> Back to this. This 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 so-called sword fight, this so-called sword fight, this so-called uh, lightsaber fight isn't a lightsaber fight. It's an ass whooping, okay? Still, I mean, Darth Vader is never not in control in this fight. The only times that he's not are when he's, when he's slightly out of control and even seems out of character. Give me your defense for why this is such a great fight. All right, well, it all plays into what Empire's trying to do in the movie because Luke is the underdog in this fight, representative of how the, the Rebellion is the underdog in this movie. And then Darth Vader, he's in... I, I see Ooh, you making that symbolism. Face yeah, symbolism. I, crazy. But it's, it's a great fight because you think, oh, the hero's going to win. He has to. It's Star Wars. You know, we saw the first one. We saw him make that one in a million shot. Uh, and so you think, you know, oh, yeah, Luke's losing now. He's going he's gonna to do some crazy thing to pull it over on Vader. You know, oh, he just got blasted out a window. But he's going to do it. And the whole time, Luke just keeps getting beat. And you think, oh, this is going to be the turn. He's getting beat. But then he's, you know, he's going to hear Obi-Wan, use the force, Luke. You know, like we... Yeah, where was Obi-Wan during this? Obi-Wan was just hanging out with Yoda, man. Yeah, yeah, and you remember what because he did? Because that, that's what happens in Return of the Jedi. You, well, They're yeah. just hanging out when Luke do goes you, back. Do you remember what 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 Yoda says? What did he leave when when Luke flies off? Well, he tells him not to go. Well, yeah, but but after he flies off, what does Yoda say to Obi Wan? That boy is our last hope. No, there is another. <laughs> this dude's expendable. That's exactly it. It's a, it's part of my. I've got this whole thesis that Ben Kenobi is actually evil, but we'll go into that well, when actually, we do. My favorite thing Star is Wars. there's a ton of like alternate comics 
and in the ones where like Luke dies or where Leia is trained, everything turns out better for the galaxy. Yeah. Like every single time without fail. So really, they were training <laughs> the wrong person. Every single writer who's done like an alternate universe Star Wars comic, they have Leia be trained or Luke dies or something, and then things end up better overall. Poor Luke. Poor Luke, he's just, he's cannon fodder. He just here. wanted to go to Tashi Station to get some power converters. That's, yeah, don't, don't we all, man? Don't we all <laughs> want to get those power converters? Anyway, the climax of this battle comes when Darth Vader forces Luke out onto the gantry way and he says, Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Dad, I expect uh, when I'm Luke's age, so, you know, 18 to 20-ish, I expect you to offer me that exact same... Thing. I want to rule the galaxy as father and son. We're going to rule the galaxy. We're going to rule the podcast world as father and son. That's I our plan. I sure here. hope so. <laughs> That's our plan with this right here. This is our this is our second episode and our first shot at ruling the podcast world. But until then, so the climax of the battle comes when Vader just decides that he's had enough of Luke's crap, and he sa- and he just lops off his hand and says, "That's it." And then he tells Luke, "I am your father." You have you have lived your entire life knowing this. Was there ever a moment when you were like, "Oh my God, Darth Vader is Luke's father," or were you always thinking, "Oh, of course, Darth Vader is Luke's father"? Well, I didn't live my entire life knowing this because I, you, I got to thank you for this. You never showed me the prequels as a child. No, man, I'm, I'm a good. But parent. like, I didn't know that is the thing, and so I didn't know is a big thing. Actually, I don't know if I saw it from the movies first or from the Lego Star Wars game. Yeah. But again, the Lego Star Wars game they didn't talk in those ones, so I think I don't know. It definitely didn't hit me as hard as it would, you know, somebody who was, you know, older than age six when it first happened and who had, you know, had to wait, you know, the year or two that it was since, you know, the original Star Wars. Year or two. (laughs) Jesus, dude. It was uh, three years. It was three. I thought it was, uh, I thought it came out in 79. No. Came out in 1980 and it was brutal. It was brutal. It was, you know, you kids today today with your Star Wars and everything. We had to wait six months from Infinity War to Endgame. Oh, God. Could you imagine three years from that? We had to wait a year from Infinity War. What the hell is wrong with your sense of time, dude? I've gotten, dude, quarantine's been screwing me up. I didn't know today was Thursday. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, it was three years and it was was a brutal three years. Oh, that's awful. I don't remember how I found out because I didn't. Did you get spoiled? I must have, but I mean, I, I was a, I was a little kid, but I don't remember there being this flash of "Oh my God!" But I, I'm reading now, did, doing some research for this episode. I actually did some research, wow. and apparently, uh, David Prowse, the guy that plays Darth Vader, not James Earl Jones, mm-hmm. uh, he, he apparently spoiled it in a bunch of interviews before they caught oh! him. Oh, <laughs> so so yeah, they well, don't... didn't. Something like that happen with um Batman '89, where they like spoiled Jack Nicholson, like. They spoiled him getting killed at the end. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I remember but... there was some big spoiler with that, and then it only happened for a couple interviews, and then he like very clearly was reading off a script for the later yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, they, they they reeled him back in. Same this deal was, here. This was before the days where you know you couldn't go on Twitter three weeks or you know two months ahead of time because the Lego sets would spoil the big event that was going to happen right. in the movie. Right. Yeah. Now this is all. This was all just when you showed up to the movie or. When you read the novelizations, I was a geek, man. I used to read the novelizations. I love those things. I don't know if I've ever actually read a novelization. Yeah, well. They've kind of fallen out of style. (laughs) Nobody reads books anymore. This was a huge, huge revelation. The biggest, one of the biggest in movie history, right up there with, oh, you know, the Dorothy could have gone home whenever she wanted to. All she had to do was click her heels or Charles Foster Kane saying Rosebud and turns out that Rosebud was a sled. 
this is one of the great reveals in cinema history. What I want to ask you now is, what are the great reveals in Star Wars history? I've got a few. I've, I've, let's, 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 name, let's name the top, let's say the top five reveals in Star Wars history. So start I've, with number five. Number five? Oh, I was... I, well, let's start with number one. Go ahead. Go oh, I, with, I don't have like a set order for these. I just kind of throw right, them out ahead. there. I think one of the ones that I love, and it's controversial, from Last Jedi, that, that Rey is a nobody. I think that was one of the best reveals in Star Wars history because it brings the sense of wonder back to the Force. Not, you know, the prequels, oh, you know, you, your midichlorians are high. You've got an AB blood type so you can use the Force. It's, no, she's just this random person. And there was an interview with Ryan Johnson where it was, you know, that's the hardest thing for hear, her to hear at this point. Like how Luke hearing that, you know, Vader is his father is the hardest thing for her to hear. not true. That's impossible. But like, that's such a good reveal. And, you know, then the reveal of Rise of The reveal of, of the real. Yeah, the, the reveal, reveal that, oh, actually, um, you're a Palpatine. Like, that's one of the worst <laughs> reveals. Because they just kind of dropped the, it's like, yeah, just deal with it. All right, save that. Save, save your, save that's, your that's Palpatine. That's for later. Your Ray Palpatine rant for when we do uh, the, the final Star Wars number nine. Another big reveal. Turns out that Darth Vader created C-3PO. Yeah, I think that one's, that's a good one because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't shift the entire history of Star Wars. But you're like, oh, it, you know. It makes sense. Another another big reveal. Millennium Falcon is Lando's dead droid girlfriend. That one was weird. I <laughs> I love Solo. Kind of weird. But like, it, if Lando really does love that ship that much, there's only a few things. There's only one thing Lando loves in life that much, and that's women. That's so right. that, that really fits in line with his character. I can respect I that. I love this ship, baby. I think uh, one great reveal that didn't happen that we need to throw in is that uh, Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be the evil mastermind. Because, <laughs> like, he was supposed to be the Sith. All the clues were laid out, but then everyone hated him. And that's why Count Dooku in um, Episode 2 shows up out of nowhere. He wasn't mentioned anywhere before, and he's just there. And that's because they had to course correct from Jar Jar. That's what, like, George Lucas was literally setting that up, and then everybody hated him. He's like, well, we can't do this now. And so they got Christopher Lee, you know, he hammed up the role a little bit. He did a good job. Misa gonna murder your children! I mean, I, it really would have been interesting. Are we allowed to do George R. Voices? Why wouldn't we? Okay, just making sure. Oh. I got two more here. Number two, Luke and Leia are siblings. Everybody says that this was like that they knew about that, like everybody working like George Lucas and stuff said they knew about it. No. I don't think they no, did. No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> that's not what happens. That's like with um in this very movie. Yeah, exactly. Like they they kiss at the beginning, and that's real weird. And everybody always mentions the one, but there are two. It's it's two kisses, and it's really weird because she, you know, there's the famous one where he's there, but then she kisses him again right before she leaves. Like that's not a thing that happens. Yeah, that's pretty gross. That's pretty gross. Anyway, yeah, that's that was. There's a lot of this that was made up on the fly. And then the number one reveal in Star Wars history came just last year. There is a Baby Yoda! God, Baby Yoda. Incredible. Baby Yoda. We all love Baby Yoda. Yeah, where's his Where's his nine-issue uh, saga? <laughs> this was, a, it, it, in all seriousness, this was a great fight. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was, it's it still, we just watched it before this, and it still holds up well. Darth Vader is just, well, he's a dad. He's a dad <laughs> playing with his son. When does Darth Vader lose control? It's right after Luke hits him yeah. in the arm. You remember that? He pops him. And what happens when kids fight with their dads? What always happens? <laughs> they get their hands cut off. Well, yes, exactly. Not only that, but every once in a while, the kid will get in a good shot on the dad. You know, it's like getting a shot into the family jewels, and then dad says, all right, that's it. Playtime's <laughs> over. Go to your room. So I think you're probably lucky I didn't cut your hand off when we, when we wrestled. That's fair. I can respect that, though. But I think one thing that you notice here is when you compare this to the fight in A New Hope, uh, sorry, Star Wars. Yes. Uh, you know, Ben and Darth Vader, 
in that one, Ben is, you know, he's just holding his lightsaber there. He's basically just deflecting. And this one, and Darth Vader's attacking there. But in this, Darth Vader is basically reflecting the whole time. He's just kind of walking Luke into certain areas. Yeah. Uh, and he almost, you know, at the very beginning, he really does not try to attack him. And then even later, when he throws, you know, pieces of machinery and literal garbage in boxes at Luke. Like, <laughs> that's my favorite so part. So disrespectful. He's just like, he's playing dirty. And then Luke's trying to swing and then he'll hit him in the back with a different box. Like, he's not, you know, trying to kill him. And then it even kind of seems like when he throws the box to the window, it's almost an accident. Because when you look at Darth Vader, first he tries to just pacify him in the carbonite. And then Luke, you know, hops out of there. And then afterwards, he kind of just keeps shuffling him along. And he tries to be like, come on, man, let's, you know, I'm giving you a good deal here, if you think about it. But, you know, Darth Vader isn't out to kill in this one as much as he's out to, you know, appeal to his son. Right. And that, that whole that lightsaber battle, we're going to start in on the categories now. And that is the start of our first category here, which at the moment, we'll figure out a better name for this. Right now, we're just calling it Logan's Rant. All right. So I want to I want to turn this <laughs> over to you. We're going to give Logan uh, a few moments here to rant about whatever's on his mind. Last time it was about Star-Lord being treated unfairly. This time, go. All right, so it's it's about the lightsaber fights in all of Star Wars because there are two distinct types of fighting, and you can break down any lightsaber fight in Star Wars in this. There's, like, the tippy-tap choreographed fight where it's the actors hitting their marks, and it's the bloodlust, I'm-going-to-kill-you lightsaber fights. And those are the two best ways of describing them because... Looking at the prequels, that's the majority choreographed, you know, tippy-tap. You get Anakin and Obi-Wan flying, flipping all over the place. And then for the, you know, the savage, I want to kill you, that's Force Awakens, that's Kylo versus Rey, that's this right here. It's people, they're not, you know, they're not flipping, they're not doing all these crazy tricks. They are just picking up their lightsaber handle, basically using it like an axe, just swinging it down over and over again. (laughs) They're not trying, you know, they're not doing all this finesse. It's like, they just have a club, basically. They're just trying to beat the other person. And... The the prequels and the choreographed tippy tap, those are those fights are never as fulfilling because it always feels like oh you know they just did this so the character would end up here or that would dramatically increase the tension and this one it feels and especially in this one but in a lot of the more violent ones it feels like the directors were just like all right we have to get you over here you know Luke go crazy start trying to you know brutalize Vader Vader you know just just survive man and so it's it's a lot more impactful and it feels a lot more emotional from the characters like in this one you know if vader were flipping all over the place you know avoiding the lightsabers it wouldn't have done as well but then he's just blocking it while luke is you know swinging he's clearly having trouble with it there's even a few times where he like loses his footing because he's swinging it so heavily and it's you know that's the raw emotion that you know you can feel it and then you know that's what palpatine uses in the next movie use your you feel your hate you know that type of thing <laughs> and so that you know works better even with the the meta narrative of you know the 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 meta narrative yeah the light side and the dark side you know the choreographed ones doesn't fit into there but when it's the the raw emotions and the raw attacks that fits way better into you know light and dark side of the force this has been logan's rant <laughs> all right continuing on with our categories that was a good one uh, the first one is, what if it had gone the other way? What if what if Darth Vader, in all of his uh, cat, like, playing around with Luke, manages to screw up and Luke gets him? Luke lops off his head, I think Luke the way, takes him down. I think the what way happens? this would happen is um, if Luke had just, like, angled it better. Because we see the one time he hits Vader, it's on the shoulder. It makes, like, you know, like a weird hissing sound hitting the metal. If he goes a little bit lower, that's his lightsaber arm. That takes his arm off. And then, you know, the fight's over from there, basically. Yeah. Uh, I think... This drastically changes it because Leia and um and Lando and Chewie they're gone because they're not waiting down at the bottom of the pit anymore, and then 
I don't know. It's it's hard to see because Vader or not Vader, the Emperor knows that you know he would know because he's got like some future seeing powers in this. So it would become more of a play of the Emperor versus Luke. But you know, does that mean that Luke would lose in the end because he only won in return because Vader was there to throw the Emperor in the pit? This is true. This is true. Now the thing is, Darth Vader is one of the Darths, but he's not the only Darth, and it's possible that 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 the Emperor could have replaced him with one of these these kind of Darths in training. Well, there's the rule of twos. I know, but you know, <laughs> as soon as Darth Vader's out the door, then they're going to bring in another Darth, Darth mattress. How many Darths have there been named in Star Wars continuity? You know, Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. Darth Don't Vader? go through them because it's a lot more than you're going to think. Oh God. Take a guess. I'm give me a number. I'm thinking there's Maul and Plagueis. Those are the two big ones. Those are I'm gonna say. Wait, in all continuity or just the movies? All continuity. Oh God, that's so many more. Right. Because there's like Revan and stuff. There is. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna say 27. Wrong. 150. Oh my God. 150 Darths. And here's what we're gonna do. Wait, are they still in canon? Because the the Dark Horse comics. All right, probably not. But anyway, (laughs) here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna give you some Darths. And they're either going to be a real Darth or they're going to be a PGA Tour Darth, <laughs> where it is a Darth with the name of a PGA Tour player. So if I said, if I said Darth Tyrannus, oh, that's a real one. You would say that's a, that's a real Darth. And God, I, I wish there was golfer with the last name Tyrannus. Oh my said, God! If I said Darth McElroy, you would know. Okay, that's probably a PGA. Can Tour. we can we now call Tiger Woods Tyrannus Woods? Yes, Darth Darth Arctis. Arctis. Uh, I'm going to say that's PGA. Uh, that's wrong. That is a real Darth. Oh my god, that's so stupid. Uh, Darth Furick. Oh, that's I know that's PGA. Oh, very good, Jim Furick. Yes, yeah, I met true. him. Uh, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Nachoria. 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 Mm, I feel like that's that's uh, real. That is real. Okay, that is a real Darth. because <laughs> there is a real Darth Nachoria. <laughs> that's just so ridiculous. It has to, you know, somebody was like, oh god, what do I name this guy? Darth <laughs> Bandon. Bandon. No, that because Bandon is a is a thieves name. That's not a Darth's name. That's a PGA. Wrong. There is a really? Bandon dude's golf course, but there's also a Darth Bandon. Oh, that's whack. Uh, next one, Darth Pike. Mm. Darth Pike. No, no, that's PGA. That's right, Aaron Pike. Well, that sounds like a real one. Darth Gean, G E A N, G E A N. Oh, if there was an apostrophe, if it was G apostrophe E A N. Oh, easy. I still think it's real though. It is. That is a real Darth. Okay. Yes. Uh, Darth Lanto. Darth Lanto is not real. Uh, that's right. That's Lanto Griffin. Uh, Darth Tora. Darth Tora is, I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say real. <laughs> that's wrong. That is a fake Oh, one. God. Hosung Tora San Choi. And the final one, Darth Andrew. You know, I think I'm going to have to go with real. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so stupid. I know. there. Was, I I have no clue where he's from. It's definitely this kid. The writer had a kid named Andrew. He's like, don't worry, I'll put you in Absolutely. Star Wars. It's A-N-D-R-U, not... Exactly. That's how they do. They always either have apostrophes or they like switch out some letters. Yeah, Darth Andrew. So anyway, there you go. That's 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 your next game. Real Darth or PGA Tour Darth? <laughs> uh, next question. Better with Batman. Would this have been better with Batman in it? Uh, I think easily because Darth Vader is going to... He's going to be overwhelmed with there's more than one person. He's not good in group scenarios. That's true. And yeah, so I think just... I think, that, I think Batman could take Darth Vader. I think, well, unless you reinforce into it, then yeah. he's screwed. Yes. It's like, that's the problem when you, it's like, you know, oh, could Blank fight Darth Vader? It's like, are we talking about New Hope Darth Vader or are we talking about Rogue One Darth Vader who slashes a dude in half on the roof? Yeah, that, that was badass. But not only that, you know, when you see one of the, what's the, the video game where Darth Vader pulls a Star Destroyer out of the sky? Oh, that's uh, Star Wars 
Force Unleashed. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. by that standard, he should have been oh, able everybody, to grab the atomized, yeah. He should have done a Dr. Manhattan move and just atomized everybody. Yeah, he should have grabbed the Millennium Falcon and just pulled it back like he was reeling in a dog. You could just do a Frisbee with it. It's, it's already that shape. Yeah. Next category, the oh, come on moment. I can't believe this. Now, did you have one off the top of your head? I've got a couple for you. Mm, I don't think there was any, like, anything super major. Uh, I think one that was kind of stupid was Darth Vader turning his back when yes. Luke fell in the Carbonite thing. But, again... Darth Vader kind of planned for that. Like, clearly that wasn't his end-all goal. Because he was, even then, he's like, all too easy. <laughs> he was like, oh, you're not as strong as we thought. Oh, so yeah. My kid's kind of a chump. Yeah, so I think that was, you know, it's like, oh, come on, a little bit, but, you know, it's nothing major. Other than that, you know. That was kind of a, that was kind of a Scooby-Doo sort of thing. Was- <laughs> what? He's up there now? Yeah, that was, that and was, also, that was one Luke, of my And also, you could have made a clean getaway, but you just, like, he's, he's just making tons of weird noises on the roof, like, yeah. tearing the stuff down. I think the other is... When Luke gets hit with the boxes, he just does not do anything. It's yeah. Like, what was all that training in the first one, you know, with the little laser droid that was flying around with yeah, the mask? Well, by that point, he was, uh, yeah, by that point. He was kind of worn down. He was knocked down. He was not doing great. The one that I had in addition to the uh, the carbon pit one was when he says, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. We could rule the galaxy as father and son. Here's the thing. Darth Vader never shows that he cares about ruling the galaxy. All he wants to do is go around the galaxy, kick ass, kill his subordinates who don't who don't play by his rules, and just destroy stuff. He doesn't want to be a ruler. I he think, just wants to I be. I think what would happen there is he'd be like, "Yeah, we'll rule the galaxy as father and son, but I'll like go explore cool planets, and you will do the paperwork." Yeah, he's and gonna make taxes. him do all the chores. You will be public relations. That's right. He, Luke, you do the chores. It's like me making you mow the lawn. Luke yeah. has, and he, what what would Luke's allowance be? Getting to keep his other hand. <laughs> That's right. Maybe he would get new hands depending on how good. Next up, casting call. The actors who could have played the characters that we know and love. Now, I'm going to bend the rules a little bit here because there wasn't a whole lot about who could have played Darth Vader back in the day. So I'm going to add to this the characters that, that the actors that were going to play Anakin in the prequels. Mm. Okay, and there were two very well-known actors who were up for the role, who were allegedly offered, apparently in one case, the role of Anakin. Number one was Leonardo DiCaprio. I was literally going to say DiCaprio because that's at the same time that he was offered to play Spider-Man. Yeah. And so he was in those big, big money roles right after Titanic. I love Leo, and I am so glad he did not do this because... That would have tainted him forever. He never would have gotten his Oscar. Yeah, yeah, well... (laughs) Because nobody's going to be like, oh yeah, let's go watch The Revenant with Anakin Skywalker. That's not a thing that happens. Well, I mean, Darth Vader versus Bear, who wins? Well, Darth Vader, easily. I was going to say, that movie would be over in like two minutes. Exactly. (laughs) And the other one, this is a good one, uh, rest in peace, Paul Walker. Oh, that would have been Fast good. and Furious series. Brian. Brian. That would have been, been really strange, though. Just like, I don't know, because Hayden Christensen, he's just got like such a, I think DiCaprio could have pulled it off either, or also, because Anakin just has like an iconic look to him, and both DiCaprio and Christensen have a very like iconic look, and Paul Walker, he's not, you know, He's not as easily depicted as either of those two. Yeah, well, he also would have brought a little bit more of a Fast and Furious surf vibe to Anakin. Yeah, I I would like to see Ska Anakin. <laughs> Ska that w- Anakin. Yeah. Oh my god, I need to hear a Ska rendition of uh, the Imperial March. And then finally, for Darth Vader's voice, we know James Earl Jones, the voice of Simba. Unmistakable voice. Well, not Simba, Mufasa. Or Mufasa. Jesus. Come on, man. Wow, I, I messed that one up. That would be a really different movie. That would be. 
but not older Simba, just yeah, young just, Simba. Just baby Simba. It's Dad, baby. no. That would have been good. Anyway, the other actor that was apparently considered was Orson Welles. Now, I don't know if you know Orson Welles no, very well. No, I know well, who Orson Welles is. But listen to this. This is Orson Welles doing a wine commercial. Oh, the one where he's super drunk. I love that so much. This is, this is the original one. Parmesan wines taste so good because they're made with such care. Old Parmesan himself said it nearly a century ago. We will sell no wine before it's time. So yeah, just imagine he's Darth got, Vader he's being He's got a much that. smoother, like, richer voice. Luke, we could rule the ever, galaxy together as uh, I think father and one son. of the best videos on the internet is from that commercial, but it's the outtakes because he kept drinking. Oh, yeah. And he's so drunk by the end of it because the director's like, action. 102, take three. Action, please. <laughs> the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Oh, the wine. <laughs> he is incredibly <laughs> drunk. Like, he's not even opening his eyes by the end of it. Because he kept drinking. They're like, no, Orson, no, you have to spit it back out. That's so, so sad, man. That guy was brilliant, but he was a lunatic. Anyway, let's wrap it up here. Rating the fight. You gave the Avengers versus Thanos on Titan. You gave that an 8.5. What do you give this fight, Logan? Okay, with that one, I want to say 8.5 because a lot of, you know, characters didn't make sense. With this one, it's a nine. Nine! All it's right. a really good fight, and every character action makes sense. It's like we were talking about before. Luke is in the, you know, he's in the minor leagues, but that's why he doesn't win the fight. He loses. Our hero loses, and that's a, again, when the hero loses a fight, you know it's going to be a good fight. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, it's a good character builder. Yes, but, because I love it. I'm from Atlanta, so I love seeing my heroes you don't lose have to... <laughs> the fight. I mean heroes lose when we know they're going to win the next one. <laughs> Not when, you know, it's their only ever attempt. But yeah, it's such a good fight, and it feels so in character, and I feel like this is what people, you know, really thought of when they think of Vader being an intimidating presence, because in the first one, uh, he's got that weird line at the end where he's like, what? Like, (laughs) that's one of the last lines, actually, I think that may be the last line he says in the movie, before he gets shot and spun out into space. This is the movie where Vader, and like, in this fight in particular, really sets him up as, you know, one of the greatest fictional villains of all time. He's threatening, he's foreboding, and, you know, he drops that bombshell of a, you know, of information one of the most iconic reveals in in cinema history and i think that's a nine out of ten fight and then he goes and gives it all back away and in return of the jedi where he takes off his helmet and looks like billy joel so (laughs) so we wrap it up there end of another fight scene i am jay busby i'm logan busby and we will see you next week back for another episode of fight scene peace I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further.